Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's special episode. So the quarterfinals have been wrapped up. For me, the time's gone really quick with this tournament um, as it's been fantastic for me in terms of the level of football that we've been watching over the course of over two weeks now. So yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. So let's quickly review each match from the quarterfinals. So the first game... Switzerland versus Spain. So Spain were able to take the lead uh, in the first half. It was Jordi Alba goal. Huge deflection of Zakaria, who's um, who's a player from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, slightly unlucky regarding that deflection, but nevertheless, um, great start for Spain uh, in the first half there. Switzerland did have a couple of chances. Uh, in particular, Zakaria had a header from a corner and uh, Zuba also had a chance from close range, but just wasn't able to score. Uh, but the main man, Shakiri, uh, managed to grab an equaliser from close range. Uh, for me, Big Shaq, as I like to call him, looks like a different player um, from how he plays for the national team and for his current club, Liverpool. So I think the captain armband he ha- he, um, that he has gives him more responsibility, so he probably takes more on the plate for his um, fellow uh, teammates. So, fantastic uh, equaliser for him. And I believe he's had a fantastic tournament, uh, which could actually help him for his uh, club career as well, as there have been strong rumours that is linking him to a move to Serie A, in particular Lazio. So, in regards to that, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But one incident that took place during the game that was... A bit controversial was the red card to Switzerland player Fula. So he gets a red card for lunging um, into Moreno with a slide tackle. For me, that wasn't a red card. Um, he did follow, flu- for- follow through um, and made contact with the player. But if you watch the replays, it was a clean tackle, got the ball first. And it is unfortunate that he did make contact on Moreno's shin, but for me, that was a poor decision, especially that he was given a red card straight away and wasn't really reviewed by VAR there. Um, so unlucky for Frula there. And unfortunately, that was a turning point of the game, uh, which resulted to Switzerland having 10 men on the pitch. Uh, Spain were quite close to equalising, so a couple of shots on target. So Moreno had a flying volley and what a save by Sommer uh, from point-blank range. Uh, the keeper's able to produce an amazing save um, that you probably wouldn't have expected, to be honest with you, as it looked like it was going to hit the back of the net. And then moments later, Ayazabal also had a shot uh, from outside the box and fantastic save from Sommer again. So this was all during extra time. The match ended up going to penalties. Um, I'll be honest with you, a, a few poor um Penalties during during this fixture, especially Akanji, who just had a very slow walk, um, no power, no conviction in his hit uh, for his penalty there. So slightly disappointing in terms of the quality there. Uh, but Ayazabal, um, the, the winger for, for Spain, scores the winning penalty. Um, cruel end to the game for Switzerland, unfortunately, who are out of the tournament. But for me, they have been fantastic throughout the competition. Um, me personally, I'm not surprised that they've actually got to 
the quarterfinal stages, as I had predicted that they would have pretty much gone through to this uh, stage of the tournament, as I believe they've got so many good players and talented players in their squad. So many people have been surprised with their progress in the tournament. I, for one, did predict them to get to the quarterfinals. So it must feel a bit disappointed that they didn't go through, but I feel like they produced such great moments throughout the tournament. Um, they can leave with their head held high. So no shame in losing. And Spain are uh, producing some good performances. Probably not the Spain that we know of from uh, from years back, but nevertheless still a force. So the next game, two big teams, Belgium and Italy. So uh, Kalani actually had a, a goal scored in the first half with a header. But unfortunately, that was ruled for offside, which was the correct decision. Um, Barella, probably the man of the moment in terms of Italian football right now, opens the scoreline with a fantastic shot from the midfielder. I'm a big fan of his and I have been watching his career unfold, especially at Inter Milan. And I've just been so impressed with his level of performance throughout Euro 2020. So amazing player to watch. Such an exciting player as well as he just gets the ball and drives forward and makes things happen, uh, which always excites fans and puts you on the edge of your seat. So before I go on and speak about the game or the next goal, uh, let's talk about Immobile during this um, first goal incident. So I'm sure you've seen what happened where he did get fouled in before the lead-up to the goal, uh, pretty much laying on the floor for quite a while, suggesting that he was hurt. But as soon as he scored, he just made a magical recovery and was running with joy um, with his um, Italian teammates there. Embarrassing. Uh, for me, it was a bit funny, but embarrassing and shameful from his part. Um, yeah, we don't want to see that in football, especially when you get neutrals or casual fans who have just watched it due to the excitement that the matches are building right now and they watch football and it's just like, yeah, this is why... I don't follow football. So it's not a good advert for football when you see moments like that. But yeah, it, it is part of the game, unfortunately. So so we move on to the next goal. So Insigne with an amazing run uh, from the left-hand side and produces a beautiful curler from the outside of the box. One of my favourite goals of the tournament, personally. Um, I know there have been more spectacular goals, but I just love the way he just glided with the ball. And the curler that he produced on, on the shot was just fantastic. So, and what a player he is. He's been producing these kind of moments for a number of years, has so much flair and scores fantastic goals. So, I simply a joy to watch um, the Napoli midfielder there. So, Lukaku manages to equalize for Belgium um, by hitting the goal from the penalty spot. So, at that stage, it was game on, anything could have happened. Jeremy Doku, um, young player who made his start for Belgium during this game, made a similar run to Insigne actually from the left wing where he cut in, produced a lethal shot, but unfortunately just went a bit wide. Uh, he's a player that I've been very impressed with whenever he's made an appearance throughout the tournament. And he's a player I mentioned in my previous show uh, as a hidden gem. So if you didn't know about him before the tournament, I'm sure you do now. So... A fantastic young talent. Do not be surprised if he's linked with a number of clubs in the summer as he's a hot prospect in world football right now. And has amazing talent, pace to burn. And I feel like he will only grow and continue to be a better player. He's only 18, 19. 
So the sky's the limit in terms of how he progresses within his career. So definitely a player to look, look out for in the coming years. Um, but in general, fantastic win for Italy. And for me, fully deserved in terms of how they performed. They look like a force, Italy. And it's, it's a team I mentioned that would be the dark horse of the tournament. And I feel like they'll be very, very difficult to beat. So we'll see how the semifinals pan out. Next fixture, Czech Republic versus Denmark. So Denmark opened the scoreline with a free header from Delaney, uh, De Borussia, Dortmund, midfielder. Poor defending from the Czech Republic. Pretty much a free header. Nice whipped in cross from the corner. Delaney wasn't really troubled whatsoever and just hit hit the nice header to the corner. So great start for Denmark there. Then you've got Myla. For me, one of my favourite players of the tournament, uh, producing a fantastic cross with the outside of his foot to Dolberg, who finished it uh, point blank. 2-0 up. Fantastic. Denmark literally comfortably winning. Czech Republic did manage to get a consolation goal. Um, we were right foot volley from Schick, uh, which was a great finish, by the way. So he's a player that's impressed me as well throughout the, uh, the tournament. But overall, Denmark, for me, produced a fantastic performance again. And they go through to the semifinals. Emotionally, I, I could see the reaction after the game. It meant a lot for the players, especially what, with what happened with Eric Ericsson early on in the tournament. So Denmark's pretty much everyone's uh, second favorite second team right now. So fantastic win, thoroughly deserved. So we'll see how their tournament pans out next. So this will be their opponent, England. So Ukraine lose to England 4-0. To be fair, it didn't take England that long to, to get the first goal. So Harry Kane scores from close range. Great through ball by Raheem Sterling. From the left, uh, from the left wing, and the goals uh, scored in the third minute. So great start for for England there. For me, I was pleased to see Jaden Sancho start the game, um, and I've been pretty much been quite vocal that he should be playing for England, or even if he's coming from the off the bench, make some sort of appear, uh, appearance or some level of impact for the team. Um, he actually was quite close to scoring, so his new club teammate, Luke Shaw, provided him with a cross, managed to control the ball, great turn, produced a shot on the spin, uh, but straight at the goalkeeper. So glimpses of his talent were, were presented throughout this game. Luke Shaw had a fantastic game. What a game he had. Luke Shaw produced a great cross uh, for Maguire, who pretty much headed it point blank into the back of the net in the 46 minutes. So another great early start for England in the second half. So that's pretty much the way to go when you play certain oppositions that like to press, which is what Ukraine like to do. So hitting them in the first minute or first few minutes of each half definitely paid off regarding their, their victory here. Uh, another great cross for Luke Shaw for the third goal to Harry Kane, who scored with a header that goes through the keeper's legs. So at that stage, Pretty much England are cruising, aren't really troubled. And to be fair, Ukraine didn't possess any challenge or any attacks throughout this game, disappointingly. So the fourth goal was scored by my captain, Ken Captain Hendo, who scored his first goal for England, uh, which was a great header from the corner uh, produced by Mason Mount. So 
Overall, fantastic performance by England and what a win it was. I think we've all been critical in terms of the level performance for England that it hasn't been as attacking as we would like uh, and we've been pretty defensive and cautious. But you have to give your tip your hat, tip your hat off for the manager and for the players that they produced a fantastic performance, played some lovely football, uh, which is what we all wanted. And I'm, I'm fortunate we got this during this fixture. So interesting to see how the tournament pans out now. So on to the semi-finals. Let's pre preview the upcoming matches. So the first one, Italy versus Spain. So another blockbuster match there with two big nations there. Spain have kind of been under the radar. I don't feel like Spain have been spoken about in terms of how they performed. Maybe due to the fact that they don't really have sort of star players um, as they have in previous um, previous time when you've had, you know, Philando Torres, you've had the David Villa, Xavi, Iniesta. You've got elite, world-class players there. This team has good young up-and-coming players still finding their rhythm uh, with each other in terms of how they play football. Um, not many star players, so they pretty much play as a team, so which can work to their favour in this in that regard. So, but I've been so impressed with Italy um, in every department. They just excel. I, I, they play some beautiful football, uh, which in the past Italians haven't been known, especially the national team, haven't been known to play beautiful attacking football. It's more focused on their defending. And that gets the sort of the the coverage for the normal fan there. So, if I was to make a prediction, I'd go for I'd go for a two-one win for Italy. I think for me, they're strong, strong contenders uh, to win the tournament. And the final semi-final fixture, England versus Denmark. So, this is a difficult one. Obviously, I'm from England, so. You'd expect me to favour England a bit more. My missus is from Denmark, so a bit of rivalry in, in the household uh, for this fixture. I think Denmark is pretty much everyone's second favourite team as well. So it's a difficult one, but I'm going to go with England with the win. I think they'll win 1-0. I don't think it'll be an open game. I think Denmark, especially on the counter and with their full-backs, will cause trouble to the England team, especially Myla, who plays on the left-hand side. Um, pretty much has been one of the star players, alongside Spinozola for Italy, as one of the best fullbacks during this tournament, in my opinion. So it'll be very interesting to see how this um, fixture pans out. But I will give it to, to England to, to win. So I guess we'll, if my prediction is correct, we'll be looking at an England versus Italy final, which will be great to watch but let's see how it goes you know i'm sure De denmark and spain will think otherwise and will ruin uh my part in terms of prediction here but we'll, we'll see we'll see how that goes but exciting matches coming ahead this week and looking forward to it so it, if you haven't liked or subscribed to the channel please do uh, please support the channel uh thank you for tuning in uh during sort of late time right now Next episode will be this Thursday, 8th of July. So I will give my preview, my review and roundup of the two games that we've just discussed and also preview the final. And plus, we'll probably talk about the tournament in general in terms of who stood out for me 
um, star players, and probably just give an overview of the whole tournament. So, so please be on the lookout for that. And yes, yeah, so that wraps us up for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and shall see you guys very soon. Take care.